Hi guys, it's the Ripple Podcast team here. Um, my name's Ekene. I mess with science fiction and fantasy, but the three books that have changed my life are Aragon, because that was the fame from my childhood. It's the, literally the one thing that got me into writing. Um, Black, Le- Black Leopard Red Wolf, because it is great, great um, Afro-fantasy, and it has some of the most obscenely like l- like prosy prose prose of all fucking time i it's generally just if you read it you you like why and um i mess with um night the ninth house by uh leigh bardugo because she's just glorious that you've been probably forced into reading by someone in the course don't hate okay <laughs> i know who it was it wasn't me all right all right uh to this lovely lady in front of me. Um, my name is Rachel. Um, I also mess with sci-fi and fantasy. I do like a little bit of contemporary fiction as well, and I do like my historics and crap classics. Uh, three books that I absolutely love of the fantasy genre would be um, Strange the Dreamer by Lainey Taylor. She is absolutely fantastic, and she her prose is... Remember, kiss. kids, Rachel actually has good good book recommendations, so you should be writing this down. Yeah, write this stuff down. I love Our writing is also amazing. Okay, turn. No, 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 no. Let's turn this into a Rachel appreciation. No. Oh my god! No, no, Her no, no, editing no, no, no. is amazing. Her insp- she gives you so much inspiration. My stuff has gotten better because I know Rachel. That's so sweet. I'm gonna go the color. She's turning red right now. Yeah. This is why I used to like skip sports day at school. It's like my face just does not do any, it doesn't chill. Um, another book would be uh, The Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman. It's got a really cool, um, basically, like it. Oh, you just have to read it to believe it. It's so good. It's, it's all about memory and childhood. It's just oh, incredible. It's... And then anything by R.F. Quang, Babel, the Poppy War trilogy. She just is a goddess and I worship her. And over to Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah. Um, I love fantasy and I like a little bit of contemporary, mostly NA and YA. Um, I like uh, anything by Madeline Miller, Song of Achilles, yes. Cersei. Oh, yes, those good, good, good. All of that. Um, and for the life of me, I cannot remember another book. Um, so <laughs> the Legendborn uh, series. You were raving about that before Christmas. Yes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you haven't read it, you have to. You give have a, to. No, no, no. Give us a short little description. Short. Like, short. Uh, um, okay. I don't. Uh, it can be silly. It can be silly. Uh, silly description. Silly description. Um, a, uh, a girl finds a society and the society brings her in and she has to figure out how to fight things. Excellent. Very excellent. It. That is exactly it. how it is. Oh, it's my turn already. Yeah. Yes. Everyone is looking at Eski now, like, come on. Um, okay, so I'm Eski. I've been talking since the beginning. If I wasn't introduced, it's fine. I have no self-control when it comes to talking. I'm very chatty. Um... <laughs> Um, I like fantasy as well. I think that's like the common ground between us. I mean, because I... Fact, like, what else is peak fiction but fantasy, man? That's why um, we read. I quite, yes! Mm, I, I quite like romantic comedies and historical romances as well. Uh, and really, like, I really like mythology, like Greek mythology fiction. Mm. It's really cool. So, well, Circe by Madeline Miller is actually one of my favorite books. 
Um, this is hard, wait. I like Sarah J. Mass's books. Mm-hmm. I really like the Cruel Prince series by yes. Holly Black. Yes, Remember, guys. Yeah, I know. I, oh, I already got it. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the NSFW fairies. I just... Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. Okay, no, 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 okay. That's Sarah J. Mass. That's Sarah J. Mass. Holly Black and Sarah J. Mass very different realms of yeah, fairies. Yeah, yeah, But they're both cool, I think. Mm. Yeah. Cool fairies. Um... Do you read Cruel Prince? They're really cool. <laughs> no, they're uh, and Do I need to say another one? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I like Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Yeah. The OG romantic classic, fiction. Classic. Yeah. Enemies to lovers back in yeah, you know, amazing. Zero. So. I need to read that. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> no, I think that's good. I think yeah. it's cool. Yeah. We all got our favorite books out of um, the way. So, um, mm-hmm. we're, we're obviously all part of the Ripple team. Yeah. yeah. So, um, involved in way too many teams, more than <laughs> we should be. No, no, no. Don't talk about me. I only picked two. You guys decided to. Do like 16,000? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> I regret nothing. I just wanted to be part of all Yeah. Of I wanted yeah. to learn as much as possible when yeah. I got into this project. So, maybe we should give like a brief synopsis of what Ripple is and is doing. Yeah. Am I doing that or is he doing that? Um, uh, He's our team leader. I, I am uh, our terrible, uh, but well-meaning team leader. Uh, not terrible. Don't, don't do that. Just That's a learning very good. Learning okay, okay, okay. All right. I am our great and powerful, amazing <laughs> oh, team right. leader. Okay, tone it down. All right, okay. Okay. Hi, I am a competent <laughs> team leader. And I will talk to you about the Ripple Anthology. Um, the Ripple Anthology is a um, uh, anthology. Oh God! Student-led. Uh, it's a student-led project from KU students in the publishing and creative writing uh, courses, um, and we come together in order to create a platform for all of you guys to send in your work. We really, really are excited to see your work in full print and it's been a really good experience especially judging and editing and it's been very strange yeah yeah like the whole thing about um writing in general is that you're either a mother or the midwife which is pretty awesome i like being the midwife I did what? not understand like the analogy until, like, he said midwife. I was like, the mother? What? No, 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 it's a cool analogy. <laughs> oh, I got it now. Mm-hmm. So, we, um, uh, I think Rocky, who's our managing editor, she said that we got, like, uh, an unprecedented amount of submissions. Yes, yeah, like a ton. fifty or something. Yeah. No. So, and, like... I'm not surprised, to be fair, with the amount of harassment going on. Yeah, we really got to you guys. Actually, I should probably take this opportunity to apologise to all the students that were just, like, you know, minding their own business in the library, and then I just came over to them with posters, like, would you like to submit I don't care. I'm not apologising. I enjoyed harassing you guys. It was fun. It gave me life. But you know who really enjoyed harassing you guys? Tal. Tal, yeah. Tal is a freaking maniac. She's a bulldog. She can't. Why are you insulting our friend? <laughs> I am not insulting our friend. I am giving her her props, man. She was on it. Yeah, it no, beautiful. she was. <laughs> she went to like like every time we went to the library to study, like for the course, she was like going around like, oh, they look like they're doing art. Like, hey, and just you're... went up to them. Take this. They love artists. 
stick. She's wearing her beret. And like she had like at some point she was asking me, "Do you have flyers?" at the beginning, and then she started carrying her own to give it to them. I specifically remind remember her having an hour long, like conversation with an art student about his art, and he took that thing. She worked. She yeah. worked for that freaking. It, it paid off though. I think our enthusiasm mm. was very contagious because we got lots yeah. of people like yeah. um, sent in, and it was really cool to see like all the different kind of stuff that people sent in, like photography, mm. artwork, poetry, prose I, pieces. Someone... I still haven't seen any photography. I was I was in the judging teams for art, poetry, and short story. I saw the photography. I was... It was good. Yeah. yeah. I heard that, but like I didn't see anything. <laughs> so. Basically, we all judged a different section. Yeah, so yeah. I we had, we didn't subdivision team. Yeah, so I, I did art and prose, but I did I the pro- shorter prose pieces. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was actually it was it was a gorgeous experience. Yeah, there were some amazing pieces. Mm. We uh, so we've just finished editing. Yeah. We hope we have just finished editing. I mean, it I is going well. Don't be, don't I be afraid. I mine. promise. I think like, quite a few of us are done completely with the edits because yeah. we're kind of on a tight schedule mm. and it's now going to be sent to the make team to be designed and typeset. Mm. Unfortunately, we have no say over the cover design or anything. But yeah, we trust them. They can do it. Uh, we I'm don't trust them. We just believe. Ish. I mean, I'm in make, so like we're they're quite like yes, we are quite yeah. talented yeah. bunch. Okay. <laughs> we're a talented bunch, and it's yeah. it's due to be put in print in the 28th of March. Oh, that's a good. So. That's, I think that's good enough. That's a good time between. They they should make something um, good. We're supposed to, I think, hand it in. Like early March? Mm. Is it that the launch is the 28th of March? When I, we think, I think the oh, launch okay. is the 28th of March. I'm really excited, actually. I've never seen my name in print before, so that's oh. quite cool. <laughs> uh, another round of applause, I think, for, well, we said marketing team for harassing people. Yeah. <laughs> with the flyers, yes. Um, and also our marketing uh, manager, Felix, who also did an amazing job with Brilliant, the events, yeah. with the poster, with the Twilight Workshop. Yeah. Uh, well, Tal did the Twilight workshop, but Felix did the amazing poster. Absolute powerhouse. Absolute, yeah. Um, yeah, so, wait. And our judges and the tech team who is... Uh, who did Heidi the, put in a lot yeah. of work for that. The website looks amazing. The website is amazing, yeah. Yeah, and social media team with the prompts and the, the posts. Were, the the were, prompts yeah. were good. The prompts yeah. were really nice. Yeah. yeah. And am I missing anything? Yeah, and the design team for the amazing work. Yeah. posters as well the fire I, and I really like the way that we had a discussion about what we'd actually like for the original ripple colour at the start mm. we all just found pastel yeah. pastel purple it's mm. beautiful it's going to be beautiful Rocky was really cool in that she brought in loads of the previous ripple anthology so we yeah, kind of just so we can see what, what it's what, mm. there was a really yellow one and Felix was gunning for it and I was <laughs> terrified <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a neon colour as well. Was it neon pink or something? Who the fuck chose neon pink? I think that may have been pink. me. I was like, if we're going like, to actually... go bright, we need to go neon. Oh. <laughs> like, I was kind of down for out. it, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I think if we, if we wanted to go with the neon, we had to go full. Yeah, full thank you. Can't half commit to neon. It has no. to be like neon green or neon pink. Yeah, neon green, pink, neon pink. My walls in Clay Hill are neon green. No, I don't want to see that color anywhere. You else. don't need the trauma. I think the last applaud goes to Rocky, our managing editor. Who 
who has been going through hell. Trust me, like I do not wish that position on anybody. I think she's. I think. I think she's done a really good job, but I don't think she's been too stressed. I think this week she's noticeably chilled a bit because yes. it's like, so yes, it's done. got it's done. It's someone else's fault. It's cool. Knock on wood. It's gonna be great, man. I, I honestly yeah, have a lot of faith in it. This is good. Uh, yeah, what's wood? Should be. Um, the door the is wood. It's paper. Paper is wood. Yes. You Knock know, on the paper. I'm, I'm knocking on my paracetamol box. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, generally, we received mostly, I'd say, short stories and stuff. Yeah, didn't short we? stories yeah. and the so. um, ripple. So, we were going to talk about, because each of us are aspiring authors and current writers. Any, so, any, so sorry. Does any, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rachel. I'm sorry. Right. Does anybody want to talk about uh, the names of the project? You don't have to talk about the projects, but the names of projects so that we can have this for like what's the word what uh, history oh what you mean our current whips like what we're currently working yeah what on we're currently working on yeah. oh i mean i don't mind mentioning like the names of my stuff but i was just going to talk about um how i plot and 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 what our different writing techniques are because mm. we've all got quite different styles yeah yeah true. yeah so um yeah because it's basically i think we write for different kind of age groups as well yeah, yeah very true um when we were doing the uh when we were encouraging people to submit we were putting up writing prompts on twitter mm. so sort of ideas like for the day like okay a uh, fairy makes a bargain with a mermaid like do, do like i think that, oh, was that sounds interesting so when you're writing a short story to like a novel i don't know if anybody else found it quite difficult because i i tend to write lots of words and condensing it into three thousands quite hard oh god yeah i mean like the thing is with like with with me specifically is that when i start getting into it i can't i can't stop <laughs> i don't know when to stop so i won't <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. If I if I start writing at like the beginning of the day and I have something in my head that I need to get down, I'll, for, I'll forget about food. I'll forget about the bathroom. Mm. I'll just be like writing, and then all of a sudden it's like eleven p.m. and I'm like, oh, that's why I'm dizzy. I haven't <laughs> drank water. Hyperfixation. I love that for you. I wish I had that kind of like channel, like tunnel vision. Sorry. <sighs> um, Madness. For me, it's not like that. It's more like I set a goal for a week, like ten thousand a week. Let's say words. Yeah, I did that for like a while. I actually oh, like went over it by a lot. Mm. Once I did like twenty thousand for for one for one week, and I was so proud. Wow. I feel like um, I need to be flowing flowers at you. It doesn't mean it's good. Let's be clear on that. Like, it doesn't mean it was good twenty thousand words. It was just twenty thousand words. Um, but yeah, the problem is like I usually write at night. So it's like, I don't know, I have to be tired enough so I don't overthink what I'm oh, doing. Yeah, because you mostly, told me about this yeah, thing, them 3 a.m. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> uh, no, no, I want to start writing at like 3 a.m. I finished at 10 a.m. It was not... <laughs> it's not healthy, no. no and I, like every time I need to go to the bathroom or something, I'm just like annoyed with my body, being like, why? Why right now? <laughs> like, yeah, why are you yeah. bothering me? Why are you trying to keep me Why alive? Why interrupting my flow of thought? Yeah. Oh, God. But can we talk about, I mean, at least this happens to me, is I'm writing, but then, like, there's a little voice in my head that's like, you're not getting paid for this. Yeah. Why are you doing it? I love that voice. It's just, yeah, so helpful, it is. isn't it? No, I have another voice. It's more like a strict parent. It's like, 
it's not good enough. Do it um, again. The imposter syndrome. You're shit. Yeah. Yes. You're never gonna make it. Why are you even yeah. trying? Yeah. Yeah. This is never. Like, there's so many other people, so many other authors. Yeah, well, why should like, they pick yours? You, you ever get that feeling when you read a good book and you're like, shit. <laughs> but then I also read things like. <laughs> I never read them actually. I, I like shade, man. Say it loudly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna bleep it. <laughs> yeah, I might Most actually. Censor. Um, it's fine. But like, you know, sometimes you do read things that like people write over just one winter break, and they do get published because they fit a certain genre. Mm. And you know, and it, it's actually like kind of motivational because it shows you that that your stuff can still get published even yeah. if it's not like top tier. I think, just need um, to get it done. Hmm? I, Erin Morgenstern wrote The Night Circus, I think, for NaNoWriMo. <gasps> and so she did her first draft in, like, the month. Yeah. But just because your first draft is written really quickly doesn't mean necessarily that it's the process bad. of yeah. editing doesn't take forever. Because yeah. I don't know about anybody else's, but my, my first drafts are... I'm not going to swear. I'm, I'm holding myself yeah, back. They're, they're not great. So, yeah. like, by the time I've done, like, a second, third, fourth draft, it looks completely different. I mean, to mm. be honest, at least you, you have a first draft. I've never gotten past, like, 70,000 words. I've never gotten past getting to the second draft. I always write the first one, it's, and I'm like, this is such shit, and I just throw it away. It's hard to. That is like, evil. I hate that. But, yes. It's, like, psychologically hard to to kind of get to the next draft, I think, because I wrote a first draft and I had to come to terms with the fact that I need to scrap this thing <laughs> like, and start it from the beginning in the second draft. That's just part of the process, though. Like, I yeah. kind of look... I did a writing course with um, New Writers South, so Writers HQ now is what they're called. Sorry, Writers, Writers HQ. HQ, those um, are the guys. Yes. Like, they're really cool. And um, they had this whole thing about how your first draft shouldn't even be called the first draft, it should be called the zero draft, because basically it's it's... It's just words on paper. It's where you can look at it and see where you're going wrong and what can be made better. So even if you're looking at it going, actually, this whole piece needs to be written from a different POV, you've still mm. got that stuff there. And even if you only use one paragraph out of like 50,000 words, it's it's part of the, the story-making process. I think mm. I was listening to this thing. I think Audible has these kind of author interview thingies. Yeah. And it was Leigh Bardugo's. And she was talking about her imposter syndrome. Like, oh, yes, I'm bad at this. I'm like... She has a How lot of books published, wait. and she has an amazing style, but wait. Um, so she basically kind of talks about how um, the first draft is about getting to know the world and the characters, mm. and that's the point of it. Like, you shouldn't put that much pressure and stress on it. It's kind of like the bones of the story. You get to flesh mm. it out in more detail later. Mm. I, I think you need to be patient as an author. If you're gonna be an author, yeah. yeah. And but we're not patient. Yeah. <laughs> like, one thing I've been like considering lately when it comes to writing, because of all this like getting to the first draft nonsense, is that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, is that um I do a ton of research before I write, like a ton of research for the scene, just one specific scene, just a ton of research, and I write the bones for it, and then I do the ton of research, and I have it all mm-hmm. like annotated and everything like that. I have like images and music and all that other stuff just annotated, um, and it, it's been helping. Background stuff is important, though. Yeah, you, like, need, yeah. you need bones because it's it like if you're just writing without tablet, it works for some people. But I used to think it didn't need to work for me. Mm. I, I used to think it would work for me, but it doesn't. And I've been not writing like necessarily 
um, better, but I feel more all right with what I've written rather mm. than being upset with myself because it's like this does not make sense, you know. I think that's worth like remembering also is that your first audience is always you. So if you're not happy with it, you can't really expect anybody else to be. I yeah. guess. Like, but I think that that what you're saying about research and sort of like giving yourself a sort of vibe when you're writing, like, mm-hmm. I guess that leads quite nicely onto sort of what is everybody's different like plotting and stars like who's a pantser who's a plotter like what what do you what is everybody's process come okay. on guys all right rachel let's start with you throw it to the walls <laughs> i'm a big plotter i plot a lot yeah you should see her books she has tons like, i i i follow a seven act structure sometimes i do a five act structure i normally have decided how many words i want for a piece like before i start writing like i'm i do that like to the point where it sometimes it feels like procrastination i've done so much plotting that i've not actually written anything like mm. my current uh, whip which is called wish dark um that's the one yes yes <laughs> i've um i've got the whole outline for the book like subplot characters everything but i've only actually written a prologue in three chapters and that's been a year of writing so like... see i try to do that <laughs> but then i do it and then my brain just goes no but I think that's me as well. <laughs> so, would you identify as pantsers or plotters? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> pantsing, so like pantsing is where you like just sit down and write. Like mm-hmm. you, you make mm-hmm. up your story as you go along. Yeah. Plotting is obviously. See, like I, I'm both because I'll, mm-hmm. I'll plot, but then all of a sudden I'm like, no, but this character would do this. This I know this character now. This character would be evil, and then I have to change it. Mm. And sometimes your characters just organically grow into different characters, and your brain just goes, "But this is not what I decided." Yeah. And then now yeah. you're you can't. It doesn't feel right to make them go back to the original mm-hmm. version. One of my characters was supposed to be straight, and then they just were like, no, I'm gay. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You Fair are. <laughs> no, I think I'm very much a pantser because I use plotting as a procrastination method. And then tut, tut, I don't tut. really get anywhere, whereas when I actually started writing as a pantser, I did get like mm. stuff mm. out of that. I think I'm a bit like Hannah in that I'm both and both. Like, I'm... Uh, I'm more of a pantser than a plotter, but um, I think I'm a person who needs structure. Because if I'm just writing like pantser writing, I'll just be like, I need to write this to sound as epic as possible, and it does not need to make sense. I just need to be pretentious as fuck. And (laughs) (laughs) that does not help. So I have been learning to plot. I have a pantser who is being slowly converted. Okay. The converted pantser. Oh god, don't say it. <laughs> also, um, Grace has has gotten me into doing a new form of uh, plot. Well, not plotting, but like I'll, I'll write the end of my piece first, mm. and then I'll write the first chapter, and then I'll write in between. Yeah, and then it's just like a sandwich. I, oh, well, my, the sandwich method. Yeah, the sandwich yeah, method. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do that all the time. Yeah. Can you send me links to that? No, it, it's just something that. I just do. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Where, where you just like write scenes out of order and then mm. string them together. I think I would like to do that the sandwich method, but contained within one scene for each. It mm. it works well with like when you're writing like chapters yeah. or like short stories. Oh um, no, no, I'm a chapter mm. guy. I love chapters because you know where you start and you know where you end, basically. Mm. It's like when I was writing my piece for um, 
the assignment we've just literally handed oh, in. Oh God, right. please don't right. talk about yeah, that. Yeah, the, the writing assignment. Trauma. I had all the beginning, I had all the end, and then it was just me trying to slowly fill up the middle. <laughs> <laughs> like, Mid- I need conflict, I need dialogue. <laughs> I hate the middle. I really I, hate I, the middle. My piece was weird. <laughs> I wrote two pieces, they were both weird. You did short stories. Didn't yeah, you? Two, short two, two short stories. I try to do short stories, but they always end up turning into novels. I know. Uh. And two of them kind of could become novels, like mm. both of them. You know what? Like generally, I had an, a weird idea as I was writing because I was delirious, by the way. <laughs> because I was writing. So, when did I get back? When did I start leaving to go back? Oh, well, when we went, when we left. Yeah. You when did, oh, that was quite late, like six six o'clock. And I ended up Seven? getting back at like around eight ish, and then it was from eight all the way to. 8 a.m. in the morning. I did not no. sleep. I didn't sleep. I just kept writing. And I had this really fucked up idea about, like, because I was thinking, like, I'm going to die. Right? <laughs> and then, no, 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 no. Because, not because of, mm, because of exhaustion. Right. There we go. All right. And uh, I was that just. moment where you're like, I'm about to pass out, but I also kind of am nauseous. Can like, you please let me sleep? I just randomly didn't want to get isekai'd into another world. Um, but uh. um, essentially, I had this idea where I was like, I might turn into a ghost today. Um, sin eaters. Hmm? Sin, they're, they're people that, like, basically, in order to cleanse a soul, to let them pass on to the other life, they will have a ritual meal for that soul. And I was just like, Ooh, a good name for a sin eater would be a carrion because it would be a thing that. But anyway, you have the weirdest ideas on sleep deprivation, so you should you do. do more of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of similar to the whole. Um, by the way, this is how you could tell we're fantasy writers. We've just gone on this whole tangent, and we were like, "Yes, this makes sense." <laughs> like, um, but like, uh, there used to be a thing: write drunk, edit sober. Oh. So, like, who was it? Was it Edgar Allan Poe who said alcohol is like is is the sustenance for writers or something like that? Literally, because it's kind of like what you were saying about how you get to, you have to be at a level of sleepy where you don't where you're not overthinking what you do. And I'm I'm bad for this. Like I will spend half hour crafting one sentence and still be unhappy with it at the end. Mm. Like, but if that's had, why you need to be sleepy, no, <laughs> then you it, don't overthink it. This you is just why I need it. wine. Wine helps me because it's like okay, we're just we're just drinking some wine, chilling, writing some stuff. It's all good, and then things sort of flow a bit more naturally. And then you can look back at it the next day and you've got stuff to edit. Don't you think Rachel uh, could be a good wine mom? And then you have all those cautionary tales <laughs> of writers that you know historically who had drinking and uh, you know oh, no, drunk no. abuse Stephen problems. King. We're, not, we're, not, we're not promoting <laughs> alcoholism. No. We're not doing that. He, he, he was. Okay, are we allowed? How? No, sorry. No, I, I wasn't <laughs> recommending it on a nightly basis. I'm just saying every now and then it's quite nice to sit at your laptop and get a little bit tipsy and write some words. That's all I was yeah. saying. Yes, yeah. healthy. Be healthy you, about your you practice. Are of age. <laughs> I assume they're of age, right? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, anybody who's listening, if you're of, of age, yeah, yeah. You, you're allowed to. It's like a disclaimer. The voice of <laughs> reason. For legal reasons. The, um, I guess what we should be talking about is comparing writing novels to short stories, because short stories is what people were submitting to Ripple. Like, circling back. <laughs> How are they? <laughs> I, I swear, I used to not be able to write really long stuff. Like I, my brain couldn't wrap itself around the idea of writing a novel hmm. back in my BA. 
and because we were so conditioned into writing shorter pieces mm-hmm. in all of my modules. And I finished it. I took a year off and I was like only able to write novels. I came back here like, I have to write short stuff again? Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's hell. I've mm. never been able to write a short thing. I think it's the, always longer things. The biggest, the biggest difficulty I find is that when you're writing a novel, you can really explore your characters and mm. you have subplots. Whereas in a short story, you've got to introduce the characters, the conflict and the resolution in like quick succession and the characters need to be fleshed out enough without you going uh, without losing so with the piece that I signed um, Mm. that I did for our writing assignment so Mm. not what I submitted to Ripple I had five characters originally and everyone just kept saying it's too many characters for a short piece and I like clung on to them for so long and then I ultimately had to kill my darlings like so um, two got them off you like unmake them oh you made it worse (laughs) I tend to create way too many characters and I'm like I don't want to like make this character not exist you know they have to exist somewhere like in your heart yeah (laughs) like can we like shove them at a different story this is what I talk about when I talk about a graveyard folder if you've got ideas that can't fit into your current piece just take them out put them in the graveyard folder and come back to them at a later date they don't fully die then yes (laughs) I have I have a document labeled graveyard and I just like cut and paste things that I have to delete and I but I want to save because mm. mm. you could always reuse it in later pieces. Yeah, yeah. You can hold different novels and you, if you, you wanted know, it to. It actually helps mm. me to kind of reread stuff that I've written before to kind of get into that type type of writing. Does that, does that make sense? Mm. You have a clock that sometimes with different pieces you have different writing. Yeah, yeah obviously. That's so weird. Like, I think it's because your mind is at different kind of points in mm-hmm. perspective and time to kind of yeah, to I, be able to write that story because the the, no, the failed novel it's not failed it's just that i haven't finished it this novel <laughs> that i had before this one i'm currently doing um uh was very like first person very southern drawl Ooh. yeah not southern drawl the girl was from utah but she she actively the, i actively said as her character that I am a cowboy. So oh, <laughs> yeah, so it was great, but I cannot write like that again. I don't know if I can. It'll take time. But I think that's because I, I the first novel that I ever finished um, was called Dust and Blood, and it was like a Hebrew mythology about Lilith and all of that kind Ooh, of stuff. That sounds cool. Send give it the... no, no, but the writing in it is appalling. Like that's not me being like you know. Oh, mm. you know, I want your that. cluster. <laughs> I mean, it sounds interesting. You could write it with your style right now. I would like to rewrite it, but mm. it's. It, but I like to look at it because that was eighteen-year-old Rachel. Twenty-nine-year-old Rachel can look at it and go, "There's a reason this didn't get published." Mm. <laughs> like, oh, so, that starry-eyed so. nonsense. Like when you were like, you would send all your work to every publisher and be like, "This is it." <laughs> during this course was that when you send it to a publisher you still do edits after you send it to a publisher yeah. that's not the final final book 
So well, I didn't know that. I thought when you sent it to the publisher, it had to be well, ready. You have to go through an agent first, so you have to send it to an agent. And they'll, they? They'll you don't always edit have it. to go through an agent. You don't no, always. No, you don't always, but it's better. Most big publishing houses well, don't yeah. accept no, I, I was answers. talking about like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like smaller publishing houses. Mm. But yeah, smaller ones, they don't necessarily work with agents, but like big ones, the big ones. Even different. more of the smaller ones do now. Like yeah. even the, the smaller ones with a lot of pedigree, is yeah. what you're talking about, mm. yeah. So, but it, what I was saying was that when you submit your work to an agent, they will recommend edits. So then you edit it again, and then they submit it to a publisher, and then the publisher so going to say, We're going to edit it for this. They think about market and stuff like that, yeah. and it's, it's a whole lot. But what I've realized now is that you can never really look at a, a finished book and be like, why can't I write like this? Because they've had a hell, hell of a lot of help. Mm. Like, you need to be nicer to yourself. I think that's what we should yeah, really like, be. There's like professional editors who have like worked on a lot of projects who like, are working on mm. those books as well. Yeah. Like, <coughs> so you... I am very sick. So <laughs> I'm like... Yes. Uh, Eski has been suffering. I was meant to get her paracetamol today, but I forgot. But she did bring her paracetamol. Yeah, Wave yeah. it around. Yay! Yeah, yeah, I'm waving <laughs> it around. I can't see it. Yeah, I know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> ASMR, <go>. yes. <laughs> they can hear it now. With the um, Ripple anthology, we've done basically like copy edits, like surface editing. We haven't done anything structural. So for the most part, people's yeah. work is as they've sent it in just it's with minor grammar yeah. Like yeah. corrections like typos and stuff we haven't changed your work we've revealed it that's yeah. what we've done yeah. that's cool I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it I think I'll be I'll be interested to see how it's sh- how the pieces are presented like is it going to be a short story and a poem and then piece of art or is it just going to be sort of all mismatched mm-hmm. or is like it going to be like writer's name alphabetical yeah oh that would be a good one actually yeah, yeah. I don't it, that's up to the make team I think mm. though Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's so, there's so much that goes into publishing a book. Um, yes. yes, if you're any publishing students right now, whether it's I don't know, does Kingston do an undergraduate publishing course? I'm assuming so. I don't think so. Oh, right. I think they do creative writing and literature. Yeah, oh, okay. they don't do a publishing. Right, so if you are a publishing student in masters, uh, you know how it is. We go. <laughs> we do a lot. <laughs> been a really cool experience to yeah. sort of get speaking with other people who are interested in writing and who want to go into editing and mm. I think the Ripple Anthology has shown me a lot about editing that I probably wouldn't have known otherwise mm. I mean get, getting lots of people on the same schedule is probably the biggest it's <laughs> yes. but to be fair like I think if you're working in a publishing house with like other editors that's their only job whereas mm. here we're like students we also have part-time jobs and yeah. we have this and we have that and assignments and mm. it's harder to kind of balance that we say this now but it's probably gonna be so much it is work. gonna be <laughs> well, I, I think also, if you're an editor and you're trying to keep on top of an author if the author falls behind then i imagine it's like oh yeah no, that's it's yeah. a knock-on effect like um lee bardugo's book hellbent was originally supposed to be published in october and it got pushed back till january <sighs> And I didn't realise until I told all of my customers that it was coming out in October. <laughs> so Loki, Loki. Um, as publishers, writers are the bane of our existence. And they will always hey, be. You <laughs> are a writer. <laughs> yes, but I also have gained a healthy hatred for my own kind as well. 
I mean, as writers, we're also the bane of our own existence. You know, like yeah. procrastination. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> writers are just ugh. Dude, being a writer is mentally exhausting. It like. really is. And not because of the writing. <laughs> Like it's just the whole whole, whole imposter syndrome, self hatred, coming up just with like, ideas. Yeah. Okay, okay, the ideas, okay. Segueing idea. into that, how do we keep ourselves mentally healthy as writers? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. You're the one who studied psychology. Before. I, I mean, don't talk about my psychology degree. I can't remember anything. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe we should all go around and say what we like most about writing. All right. Yeah. I think. Oh, no, I was going to actually answer his thing. It's like, I think sometimes what helps is looking at it objectively as mm. though it's not your own work. Yeah, that because does. Because I think when it's our own thing, we expect too much from ourselves, which is not really realistic. Like, look at yourself, look at what you're doing and ask yourself, who else is doing this? <laughs> like, yeah, like, have you ever had that like moment of clarity after like five, six months of going back to an old piece of like work? And you're like, I know how this can be done better. Mm. And you yeah. see the structural stuff. Because you're allowed to have that emotional distance. Mm. It's wonderful. I mm. think taking space and breathing from yeah. away from your work. Because it's that thing like where you keep reading the same thing over and over again. You're not going to note. It doesn't mean anything after a point. Mm. So it's good to put it down, forget about it, come back and look at it with fresh eyes. Mm. And you need like what you really need to do is stop comparing yourself to the writers that you love. Mm. you are your firstly you yourself are your own writer you will never be able to write the same way as another person can and also when you write something if you're not like a full-time writer right now it's going to be your debut novel so it's fine debut novels often are less good than the the, know, uh, the books that come afterwards like so. you don't like at least we all evolve yeah, yeah like right. it's better to be like a late bloomer than to be someone who doesn't bloom at all no it's not a hey, late bloomer thing like is that. that yeah I don't think it's a late bloomer situation. It's more so that like you learn as you do it, and especially writing, it's like you can't learn how to be better at it unless you keep practicing yeah. it consistently. And not just that, you need to do your research. You need yeah. to go to the places you write about. Yeah, and also you're experience. not going to get it right the first time. That's something that you need to come to terms with. Like what I'm saying is travel more. I'm going to travel more. <laughs> I was gonna say the author. I saw the author of Heartstoppers in person, and she said she cringes at her first book. She was published when she was seventeen. So her first book, I'm trying to remember that. I think it was called Loveless or something like that. Um, she she reads it now, and she's like, ugh. But like, it was a national bestseller. Like kids loved it. Mm. Um, but she she reads it, and she's like, ugh. (laughs) Um, Has everyone here read Samantha Shannon? Or heard of her, like the prior. I've of the heard Orange of her. Tree, I still season. haven't read it. I need to. I have the book. So her her first book, The Bone Season, um, it's very very popular. But she doesn't like how it was written. So for the oh, it's it's like a specific anniversary edition. She's like edited it and rewritten parts of it. So I think it's even with published writers, they look back and have and that moment of like no. Wow. <laughs> 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 like, uh, um, well. Does everybody want to say what they liked about Ripple and what they liked about writing? So we've got six minutes. Okay, Tom. Uh, <laughs> um, I loved Ripple because it was a chance to work with really great and kind people. Um, you guys have been brilliant. You've worked so hard and you've made such such a big undertaking possible, <laughs> really. <laughs> 
And I feel like understanding the way the processes that you have to go through has actually made me better as a person. I have started using a planner now. (laughs) Oh my! (laughs) But yeah, like it's been good. It's been really good. I really enjoyed judging, and I really liked. reaching out to the contributors and mm. saying like your piece has been accepted and that was pretty cool and um working with Esgi because Esgi and I edited the same piece that mm. was quite fun like yeah. to spend like 45 minutes to 50 minutes on the phone being like I'm not sure how the Google Drive document works <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so yeah that was good and mm. like like Akane said like working with everyone was really lovely is it my turn? yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I just liked, I loved the whole process. I loved uh, meeting people, working with the people. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, like, seeing everyone's piece getting uh, finally published was, was cool. It's pretty chill, yeah. I think for me, it's, like, working with my friends was pretty cool. Yes, friendship. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that me up properly. <laughs> yes, um, see, good sound. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I kind of enjoyed how kind of, the creative decisions that had to be taken to mm. kind of how can we do this differently how can we do this better mm. sort of like the brainstorming yeah. that we all had going on and how talented everyone is in this team i mean in terms of like actually sorry oh in terms of like writing and like editing with the ripple what i found really interesting is that when you're editing other people's work you can't. You have that voice goes. Well, I would do it this way. Yeah, like, and you need to shut it and down. And you have to like full on stamp that voice down because it isn't about what you would have done. Yeah, it's just, it's about sort of like enhancing other people's writing rather than turning their writing into yours. And what, that's cool. It's what, a fine line. To walk, what yeah. I worried about with the judging was that like um, I would like obsess about work for too long and be like, okay, what about this? What about that? What about that? But I think it, the judging process was like fairly like simple because the way it was set up was just like the 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 so you kind of just like um you read it properly you were simple about it and then you you was like okay does this work does this work this work this work you had to just were you in the judging team yeah i was in the judging team on the pros one pros ah, okay. uh, we should probably make clear the the judging process how it worked is it was all anonymous we all received um documents to read through and then we had to vote anonymously on which ones that we wanted to accept and i think it's over 70 percent mm. got in Good. yeah uh, there was a percentage we yeah, did a, we a did percentage a that like we did a second round of votes for ones that i were think sort of on the, the first round was the only the anonymously accepted ones got in or something mm. oh, okay and then a I don't know, maybe over 80 or 75% got in. I don't know. It was anonymous, and it all just sort of... It went mostly smoothly, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, nothing's perfect, but we really took great pains to make sure that your work would get the time of day, and we truly cared about what we were given. Um, I also want to... I don't know. Are we allowed to talk about how rejection can be kind of emotional? Yeah, Yeah, rejection is emotional, yeah. yeah. But we're writers, that's literally yeah. our fate. Yeah. <laughs> and the struggling artist doesn't happen without the struggle. Yeah. And honestly, in the judging team, even pieces that didn't make it, like, I thought a lot of them were amazing. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff, I was like, oh my god, this was so good, why didn't like, it? Well, yeah, why didn't I write this? <laughs> no, but also, like, why didn't it make it in? Oh, it should have been, but mm. like, yeah. Again, it's that thing where, like, art is subjective, just because something doesn't make it in doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. And, like, what yeah. Hannah said earlier about... um 
sometimes books get published just because they hit what the market is looking for at that time mm. so sometimes a book comes out and you read it and you think why why, why is this here and then but you're, you're reading it out yeah. of context you know yeah. in the right time period is what i'm yeah. saying yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's um yeah yeah but so yeah like don't give up on never give up yeah end of the day you if you're if you are alive and you are functioning and you can think and you are smart and what? You, <laughs> Where is this going? You can write. I'm essentially saying if you are here, you can write. And that means that you can eventually have a finished project. And that means that you can spend time editing it. And that means that someone out there will love it. Someone, someone will There's a market it. for everything, I think. Yeah. It? Yeah. See, Hannah explains it better than me. I ramble. Mm. Also, for short stories and like uh, poems, they're kind of like different types of. Uh, publishers mm. who are looking for different types of poems and different types of short stories like mm. some people are looking for more experimental stuff mm. some people are looking for more kind of grounded contemporary type yeah, stuff. yeah or like some people are looking for more popular kind of YA-ish there were some really cool experimental pieces like mm. the one that you and I edited was quite experimental I yeah. thought like it was so it's especially if you don't uh, so, sometimes it's cool to see work that you wouldn't normally actively seek out and mm. I think anthologies are a good way to come across different types of fiction you wouldn't yeah. normally read I think anthologies are a great training manual for any new, like, new writer mm. and like as we said there's like magazines and things that accept yeah. and look for different things mm. in a short story right. okay I think we might be running out of time you guys want to say bye bye <laughs> what like bye a bye harmony bye 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 <laughs> oh no yes 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 wow. I, I have no. terrible voice bye so. bye no, oh god oh, uh, we have been the Ripple Podcast it's been really cool working on all your stuff much love and salutations I hope you're all doing good out there I don't know why that reminds me of Heathers <laughs> <laughs> the Ripple Anthology will be out March 28th